Okay, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, March 4th, 2022. Mike Piotti here with my co-host, Mike Gervasi. Thank you, thank you. Far too kind. And we have our third special guest, um, this time coming from the, some may say the dark side administration, um, but also from the brave side, working in a middle school, um, yeah. Mr. David Anderson. Welcome, Shoemate Middle School Assistant Principal. Oh, thank you. Very happy to be here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, we were, we're Eastern guys. Where did you do your undergrad? How did you start in education? That sort of thing? Yeah, sure. So uh, I know both of you guys are Downriver guys. I was a Downriver guy myself. Yes, graduated, uh, graduated from Woodhaven in 98. Uh, then I went on to U of M Dearborn, uh, where I got my undergrad in elementary education. And um, from there, uh, did 12 years at Chapman. And then I had an opportunity to, to jump into administration, which I've done now for for six years, so wow, excellent! Six years. Little side bit: my first time meeting Dave as on the professional end. Nate was in kindergarten, and I'm waving all FERPA rights here for the federal government listening. Nate was in kindergarten. Dave was the acting administrator, and uh, I walked up, and Dave was like, "Hey, Mike!" And I thought it was just be like a "Hey, Mike, how's it going?" And it wasn't because my doofus oh, son man. threw a bunch of chairs off the uh, uh, tables. And Miss Georgie's room, that'd be Rocco Georgie's yeah. wife's kindergarten class. And Dave's like, I, I got to talk. We're, this isn't just a hello. <laughs> we got to talk shop here. Dave, do you remember this? <laughs> I did not remember this until this very moment. <laughs> but that's that, that was like one of the first times I talked to, because he was a teaching upper L and my daughter did not have Dave. And, he, you know, it was one of those things where he said hi. He was always a friendly guy. And I just said hi. He goes like, but he's like uh, sort of not, not, as, not as harsh as the Wisconsin coach stopping uh, Joan Howard. <laughs> but he, he did stop me there in the entrance. So too. you didn't physically. <laughs> no, I did, not, I did yeah. not touch me. Okay. And I didn't swing it. You didn't take a swing at, at another person altogether. <laughs> so um, with that, we're going to do our normal stock questions to sort of like get to know our guest a little more. So my stock question, as always, um, it's your birthday. Well, you know, specifically not your birthday, but for your birthday dinner, where are you going? If you are going anywhere, if not, what is the go-to dinner for you um, for your birthday? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I got to put it out there. I'm not a big birthday guy. Oh, okay. I, I don't normally celebrate my birthday in any right. big extravagant way. So normally don't do a dinner. But if I were to do a dinner, I'd be staying home. I'd uh, be doing uh, a nice filet, some mashed potatoes, some asparagus, and I'd be cooking it myself. There we go. Really? How, yeah. how are we cooking the filet? Uh, it's medium at best. Medium there, okay. Wow. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. You're good with that. That was an added. I had to add yeah. that in after our um, after the chilies. After the chilies. Yeah, after yeah, the no. Miss Josie is still adamant about the well done steak, but we'll let her slide with that. Uh, Mr. Gervasi. All right. So Dave, you're living or dead. Who are you having this dinner with? Yeah. So I actually debated this a little bit. Um, it was going to be someone dead for sure, uh, but ended up going with uh, FDR. So, wow, nice. Yeah, big big FDR fan. Um, side note, I have a lot of pets named after the FDR branch. I have a Franklin, I have a Roosevelt, I have a Theodore, and I have an Eleanor. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Look at that. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. A whole theme. So All our conversations we've had, I never knew this about you. That's I, cool. I didn't know he was an FDR guy. And uh, Remember that Seinfeld episode, FDR? <laughs> I was going to go along with how I, how much I enjoy the FDR uh, memorial in D.C. from going on the Shoemate trip, which is back this year, right? Are we? It is back this year. It is back wow. this year. It was great. My daughter was able to go on that, and it's one of my favorite monuments there. Well, series of monuments. It's, mm -hmm. you know, different. So, all right, previous episode notes and th uh, thoughts. Just before we go on, um, we are go not going to announce the mug winners 
today yeah. on this episode because we're giving everyone until the 4th to enter into the contest. So next week's episode, we will announce the three lucky winners of Pass the Mic. Do you want to go back over that again? In case well, by the time they hear this, it's too late because we're going to say it. Okay, that's but true. But in any yeah, case, right, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll tweet. We'll, I'll put a message on there. Right. Look, but um, any feedback from your end from last week? Man, the wire. I got blasted. Oh, yes, uh, you should have. Yeah, man. I, I over and over again. Tell them about the text from administration. Yeah, so uh, administrator Kofflesh here, Dan. Um, you know, I, I tend to overreact to things and get a little worried. Sometimes. So he sent a text saying, "I'm going to have to come down <laughs> with my union rep." And you know, that was all that I was read. It. And I kind of glanced at it for a second. That caught my eye. So then I opened it up, obviously, and it was because of my dislike of the wire. Yeah, it was and, a, a group text, with and it me. wasn't even a dislike. I just I watched three episodes, and I'm like, I, I don't get it, so I stopped. I, I acknowledged that that I probably didn't give it enough time. Man, I had a friend in Arizona, Deontay again. There he is, and he just laid into me. Yeah, um, I definitely got bashed for friends. I had someone say we can't be quote unquote friends anymore oh, wow. with that take. Um, White House Down was con- – I gave the wrong movie yes, with yes, – um, yes. it was White House Down thanks to Coach Tony Savedra, yep. a loyal listener who's yep. entered into the contest. Um, it was White House Down. There's so many of those different movies. I yeah. mixed them all up. No offense to uh, um, you know any of the movie fans out there. And then Miss Torres did confirm to me over the weekend that his Slim Jim at Big Boy is sort of a hot ham and cheese. It's Swiss cheese. With the hot ham again, I'm not a big boy guy. I mean, I don't. Does that meet your qualifications of the general? Do you have to have a certain? I guess cheese you on changed it? the name of it. Slim Slim Jim's at least sounds a little bit more <laughs> adult, you? right? Than hot ham and cheese. Swan. <laughs> Slim Jim. It sounds like isn't that <laughs> snap and do what a do you think ham? about that, Dave? Can you order? Can you go to Hardee's and order hot ham and cheese? I mean, if they'll serve it to you, then I guess you can do anything. But I mean, it's not to me. This is I don't know. It's okay. on the menu. So not again. can you, but should you? Should you? Yeah. I mean, it's a free country, right? <laughs> it wasn't his. It wasn't his birthday menu. No, no. one of these weeks, someone's going to get that with us with a guest. I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, so with that, we're going to start up and hit into our education topic. And we figured we would talk some ed leadership degree. I have an. I mean, ed leadership position of administration. I have an ed leadership degree. Never have used it other than some subbing instances. So we sort of reached out and we wanted to talk to Dave and just give his uh, input. You know, he spent a lot of years in the classroom and then he went into um, administration. Um, how he feels about that. What does he miss maybe from the classroom? Um, and, you know, Mike and I will give our input of do we ever see ourselves maybe going into that role? Why or why not? And then we sort of want to tie it up too. I do want to bring up your middle school level um, because it's a unique, I think it's a very unique situation, uh, work environment, teaching environment. Um, I started in middle school many years ago as a replacement teacher. And then both Mike and I coach middle school sports. So we know, we know the um, world, not as obviously as well as you do, with um, working in it all the hours of the day, we're just coaching. And I'd sort of like also like to tie into that of like, what do you find special about the middle school level? Um, so with that, why don't you take it away and tell us um, your thoughts on that with the uh, world of administration? Yeah, sure. Actually, uh, you know, I spent 14 years in the classroom and uh, I would say the last four of those years, I actually fought against becoming an administrator for a while. I had a few people in my ear about possibly going into that and uh, really push hard against that. And then um, decided, you know, how can I push against it if I don't know exactly what I'm getting myself into? And so I started putting myself into some positions where I could get some experience. I actually went through uh, the Aspiring Administrator Academy with uh, some fellow Gibraltar teachers back in uh, 2014. Um, and 
Uh, through that, I got to do some job shadowing. At the end, you talked to a whole room full of superintendents, and I told a whole room full of superintendents that I actually didn't want to be a principal at all <laughs> after that experience. Um, What's that like with a whole room of superintendents? Intimidating? Uh you know, when you're telling them you don't want the job, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just the thought of that. That's that's a tense feel for me. Yeah, no, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. Um, and my my one criteria for for making that jump was I loved absolutely loved uh, being in the classroom. I loved teaching. I loved working with the kids at that level. And I never wanted to make a move that I wouldn't equally love. And so I said no then, but still put myself in some positions to get some more experience. And then after a couple more years decided, you know, it's definitely time to pursue this a little bit and uh, no regrets. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, not to say that it doesn't come with, uh, with some challenges for sure. Um, but you also get to see uh, sometimes a bigger picture. Um, you work with, uh, with the entire school full of students, the entire uh, school full of staff. And so you get to see some building wide things come together and, and all the things that go into that. So uh, that's something really neat. Um, you know, in, in in the show notes, it said, like, uh, what do you love? What do you hate? I wouldn't go as far uh, as to say I hate things about my job, but there are certainly challenges. Um, you know, I would say the whole world of education the last few years has had challenges, and uh, the role of an administrator is no different. Uh, definitely some challenges uh, with COVID. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is you're trying to work with, you know, with the middle school, almost 800 kids. You're talking 50-plus staff. Um thousands of parents, and you are going to ruffle some feathers uh, in this position. Uh, not that you go out to start your day ruffling any feathers, but uh, you're definitely going to do that. And that was an adjustment. I wouldn't say I ever had thin skin, but I definitely got to gauge the thickness of my skin mm, my wow. first couple uh, years at Weiss and then uh, at the middle school level as well. So Yeah, I think I, I tell our student council kids in our positions of leader, anytime you take a position of leadership, you need to have that thick skin because you are going to not, you're never going to make, and if you're making everyone happy, you're not doing your you're job, right? Your job I, I always, yeah. I, I post things sometimes, and someone mentioned, if people are mad, you're doing your job well, you know, and, and that's true. And I, I mean, I could just imagine, um, all, you know, when we, we sort of just think about it in the eye of administration and dealing with kids, you're also administration, you're the superior of your staff as well. And I think you mentioned that, that, you know, so there's, you know, twofold to that job of, you know, a very difficult job. You know, I, I know when I had the degree and I, and I thought about making the jump, um, a year, many years ago, um, it wasn't, it was never about money. It was never about money to be a boss, but it was about trying to get my idea out and lead. And I think that's, I think that's what you're making clear there. I'm curious, Dave, what's it like being, uh, you know, becoming a boss of people you used to work with? How is that? How was that transition? Yeah, that was actually something that I had to put a lot of thought into. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I worked at Chapman for 12 years, and, and in that time, not only did I build great relationships with teachers at Chapman, but also across the district. And my first job at Weiss, you know, I, I stepped into a building where I knew quite a few people and worked with them uh, on a professional level already. And so I think for me, it was just knowing people ahead of time. They kind of knew where I stood on things. They kind of knew what I was about. I actually thought that was kind of an advantage. Um, you know, sometimes if you, if you don't know what somebody's about or what direction they want to go or, you know, their criteria for, for making decisions, uh, sometimes that can bring some anxiety with people. But I think by me knowing a lot of the staff uh, over at Weiss or at least them knowing of me, that actually kind of helped uh, the, Makes sense. the transition. Um, now, 
when you have to have difficult conversations, that's going to be difficult no matter what, whether you know a person or not. So um, I, ultimately, I thought it was an advantage for me. Okay, and we don't. I guess that was bad words by me to use bad terminology using hate. But let's talk about what's your favorite part of the job. What's your favorite part of the job as far as administration is concerned? Yeah, it's always going to be the kids. You know, I, I went into education um, because I loved working with kids and I wanted to make a difference in uh, in kids' lives. And so the best part of being a principal is working with a whole school of kids. Um, you know, when I was a classroom teacher, I got to work with my. 25 to 30 kids. Um, as a building administrator, I get to work with almost 800 kids at uh, Shoemate Middle School right now. And, uh, and that's such a great, uh, great part of my job. It's, uh, it's what I look forward to the most every day. Now, the flip side of that, the most challenging part of my job is also the kids. <laughs> um, you know, at the middle school level, kids are growing and, and changing quite a bit. They got a lot going on inside their brains. And um, you put them in a school with almost 800 other uh, students, and, you know, kids at that age, they their primary goal is to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate that to do so, many of them try to make other kids kind of not fit in. Yeah. <laughs> and so trying to navigate those waters where you're trying to help kids fit in, but you're also trying to help kids find their individual identity, and you're also trying to help kids you know, navigate their own relationships where everyone can kind of be included, but it's okay to also not be friends with somebody. Uh, but at the end of the day, kindness, respect, that's, that's what we're looking for. So, and I think along those lines, whenever, you know, and I coach middle school track, I coached middle school cross country. You did basketball for years, Mike. And when I ever went down there and you sort of get detached when you haven't, you know, when you're up here in the high school, and you get a, every once in a while in the high school, you get a range of kids of like age and maturity. Yes, the freshmen are a little younger, but when you get to middle school, you'll see sometimes some of these eighth graders that look like they're yeah. in tenth or eleventh, right. depending on their age or maturity or you know physical you know puberty is middle school is puberty central, and then you have like sixth graders that could possibly be third graders yeah. in your eyes, and it's such a weird dynamic. Right. We it's really don't so get that bizarre. here. Every once in a while, there'll be like one or two one kids or two that are, yeah, like, but at the right. middle school, that's all it is, and they're sort of thrown into this thing together where they're changing classes for the first time. There's sports teams that are people are trying out for, and yeah. clubs, and that to me, I, I still contend, you know, we always talk about here, the famous, you check the box, at our old boss, Bill Stevenson. Whenever we hear elementary teachers complain about something, and saying, oh, those high school guys have it easy, or the high school people are complaining about, the, you know, the elementary teachers get like hundreds of dollars in gift cards at Christmas yeah. or whatever, and we complain about that. I can Bill, confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Stevenson, his famous line, it was really simple. He's like, you check the box. Yep. You check the box with what you wanted to do. And middle school, I sort of feel like you could have checked the box that we did, and we could have been down there, and we never had intentions right. of. of and, and I praise all those people. My kids had great teachers down at Shoemate. You know, we've talked about them. We praised them when we were here. I, I work with them. You know, like I said, I, I raised Amy Halderman before I coached with her. Um, you know, she's done amazing things. And you have to have a sort of different handle on things down yeah. there. And I, I give credit to you guys. And I, that's just on the teaching level. I couldn't imagine the administrative level. Right. And I've said, and Dave and I have sat in on things before, and I think he does a great job because, again, it's, it, you could be um, pulling your hair out sometimes with some of the, the stories I can only imagine. No, it's the immaturity. You still have the immaturity of the elementary. With, at the same time, they want to be grown up like high schoolers. All the while going through all these hormones and changes, and yeah, it's it's and you said eight hundred, it's eight hundred kids going through the same thing. So it's a it's it's a lot of kids going through a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and to your point, you know, I have a sixth grader myself yeah. uh, this year who's all of you know sixty pounds yeah. walking the halls with kids who are bigger than me. Yeah, so, yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. So with that, Mike, could you ever see yourself doing it? 
I mean, no, uh, you know, <laughs> it take long. It, no, it's it, without question. So I have learned, you, you mentioned the, the thick skin part. I have thin skin. I've uh, refereed some games, especially recently as a coach, as a teacher, and I, I don't have thick skin. And, you know, at times, especially I found this more so with refereeing, you know, where I just, you know, you want to say to people as they're yelling at you, like, I, I, I forgot more than, you know, you know what I mean? And, I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with constantly feeling that everybody was judging me, whether they are or not. And it's thin skin. I admit it. It's not a trait of mine I like, but I couldn't do it. So the answer is no, um, emphatically. I, like I said, I have the degree. I almost, I, for a little while, Max Bailey can tell this story. We were offered Hunter and Weiss's principal jobs many years ago on an interim basis. And I said yes for one night and then came back and said no and then our former boss said, well, the librarian's retiring, and the rest is history. <laughs> uh, I, I love leadership. I mean, I, I run student council, but that's sort of going to play into my no answer. I don't know if I could give up all my extras right now. I love doing student council. I love coaching. And I know, like you said, you still you could gain all these kids. I love announcing, and by contract and stuff, I would have to offer these things all up. And part of it is I just love what I'm doing now too much. I, I do like to lead. I do, I do sit here and think, and I sort of try to do as much as I can with that. We talk about, you know, we just had a union meeting about leadership in the union. I try to still be a leader here on staff. Um, but I just, I, I like what I'm doing too much right now. Not that I wouldn't want to be an administrator. I have the certificate. It's just that I really don't want to give up that extra stuff that I enjoy doing. And I know in a slight, if the, you know, if right. the drive goes perfectly, all oh, you could end up with, but that's not the way it works. I just found, man, you know, we had that, that day here after Oxford, you know, and the amount of scrutiny that everybody was under, uh, not just here, all over the place. And I, I just heard some of the criticisms and I'm like, I do not know how. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I give credit to all our administrators. Yeah. It's a tough job. I mean, we talked about how Mr. Maldus last weekend went to the hockey game that lasted forever. Yeah. And then he went to cheer regionals on Saturday, you know, and you know, that's things that people don't think about, right. and you know, that's not there. Bef- okay. We're going to move on to overrated, underrated, but all before right. I forgot to offer Mr. Anderson oh, yeah. his mic. Is ah. He is going to tell us who his mic is going to go to the wall. Yes, I'm. I was looking up while you were answering. I'm like, oh my goodness, we we forgot uh, Mr. Anderson's mic. So who do you got for us? Yeah, well, being in here, being in studio, and seeing all the mics, you know, it's uh, quite quite a wall that you're developing here. <laughs> uh, a lot of great people up there. Yes. Uh, and for me, um, I'm going to start by saying I absolutely love the Olympics. Okay. And a uh, big oh. fan of the uh, Olympic Summer Games. Okay. And you probably see where I'm going with yep. this. Uh, so for me, it's got to be the greatest Olympian of all time, at least by pure medal count. And that is going to be the one Michael Phelps. <laughs> 28, uh, 28 medals, 23 of them gold. Uh, mother, side note, educator, okay. uh, teacher, and middle school principal. Oh, so, look at that. Wow. Nice. Michael Phelps, another, uh, another. When he said mother, you know what I was thinking? Huh. Mike Pence. He calls his wife a mother, and I thought you were. That's a possible down the road. <laughs> that is a, a right. That's why. So the U.S. Olymp- our first U.S. Olympian uh, heading up to the wall. Excellent. All right. It is Fat Tuesday Eve. I've made that up myself. I'll trademark that. It is the Monday before Fat Tuesday, which means it's Poonski Day for those locally around here in the Michigan area. So we got into a little discussion about overrated, underrated, and we're going to do donuts this week, which if you don't know what a Poonski is, if you're listening elsewhere, it's basically just a glorified jelly donut. Um, or custard or anything else. It's a filled, heavy-calorie donut to enjoy before the Lenten period for us Catholics out, out there. Um, so I figured, okay, overrated, underrated donuts. Um, you know, in general, shops, types, 
that sort of thing. I mean, I think it's something we can all sort of. I don't think this will be as heated as the television shows, but who knows? Some who people, knows? So you you never know. With some our, pretty strong opinions. We, we, on we do. So as always, we will let our guests go first. We always start with the overrated. So what do you have for us in the overrated world of the donut industry? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, I've been traveling a little bit here and there, and one of the things I always like to do uh, when I travel is uh, you know go out to a nice brunch, hit up a donut shop. Well, nice. the big thing right now. Um, in big cities particularly, uh, but expanding for sure, is the craft donut world. Yes. And to me, completely overrated. Interesting. Yeah, I don't want stale fruity pebbles. I don't want <laughs> crushed up nutter butters on my donut. I don't want bacon or some other not donut topping. Oh, yeah. uh, and I certainly don't want to pay $3. Yes, the price, uh, the markup. Yeah, on I, I certainly don't want to pay $3 for them. So for me, uh, it, it has to be the craft donut world. Because it's generally just a glazed donut. Right, for the most part, with a, some sort of topping. Yeah, yeah, they have some pretty fancy filled ones okay. too, but yeah. Um, Almost like something a kid would throw together. Like I got a donut, I got these fruity pebbles here. Why not? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like they go too far. Okay. They go right. too far. Respect, I can respect that. Uh, Mr. Gervasi, you're overrated. So I, I can remember the first time I had one. I'm, I'm going to call it Poonchkis. I oh. I. I, I was like, I was thinking I was going to eat something that was going to change the world. Me. Yeah, and it just didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, again, overrated doesn't mean bad, but for me, Poonchkis, without question, are overrated and right on cue for this week. There you go. I'm going to sort of just go right with you. And I think any sort of jelly donut to me is overrated. I don't, I don't, it's. And right there with the punchkis too. I mean, and they're not bad. I mean, I'll eat, right. I mean, trust me, my wife texted me before the show, I'll pick up the punchkis, and I'm like, by all means, go ahead. And I'm not going to sit there and go home and like roll my eyes and not eat one. I'm going to eat one. I just, there are other donuts, which I'll get into in my underrated, mm-hmm. that I like much better than jelly or filled just blobs of fried dough. Um, we're pro- man, we're from the local community. is probably going to yeah, lose their mind. Right, right. I mean, we're doing the total, again, but I think you're right. I think you're right. Poonchkis in general are overrated. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I remember I, could, I was in eighth grade the first time I had one. I was thinking, I'm about to have something special here. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, the whole thing is like you're supposed to have all these. Ca- I'd rather have that many calories worth of chili cheese fries yeah. or something like it, yeah. like that, like something that big really magic. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think the first time I had one, I thought it was just a jelly donut. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. All right, well, let's move on past the overrated stuff. Let's get what you have as underrated in the world of donuts. Sure. Well, I, I kind of go along with you. I, I, I'm, I'm a basic kind of donut guy, uh, but I think a particular. Uh, donut is severely underrated uh, in the donut world, and that is a blueberry glazed donut. Okay. Uh, big fan of the blueberry glazed. Um, you know, there's a local donut shop in Flat Rock, Tasty Boy Donuts. They have oh, a, my goodness. They, they have a pretty good blueberry glazed, but also you go mainstream, Krispy Kreme has a pretty decent blueberry mm-hmm. glazed as well. Nice cup of coffee, nice blueberry glazed donut. Pretty great way to start a Not day. Not all fancy, nice and simple. Nice and simple. Krispy yeah. yeah. Kreme, but it, it's not underrated, though, because... As Chris Rock said one time, eating a Krispy Kreme donut is like eating crack. It's like it's, it's true. <laughs> so that's your are you? Are no, you, are, I can't do that. So I had to think this one through because you could have. I mean, you no, can do what you want, not, but it's not underrated because Chris Rock. Said well, I think it's like personally, crack. it's borderline overrated. Yeah, I disagree. No. So I'm I'm going with, and you know what? This is going to contradict something I said earlier in the year on, on the show. So I hear Max Bailey out there. <laughs> cider mill, uh, cider mill donuts. Mm-hmm. 
Just the, the the plain donut from the cider cake, mill. A cake donut. Yeah, I, I just I think there there's something about the ambiance of being there, the cider with it. I, but so what? Going to the mill is overrated. It's because the bees, and that's the problem too. Because the bees come in. And attack you have to go you. after the first frost. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, but and the bees attack you when you're eating these donuts. But the donut itself is really really good. So that's the one resolve. The smells, it's great. Yeah. Lions are playing. I, I mean, day. I like yeah, a good I'll cake. Give you that. A good cake donut is delicious. Even like, to me, like even in the Hostess pack, where there's the chocolate, the no, powdered I, sugar, no and way. the cake. I'm not Hostess saying it's as good. I'm just saying the you cake. Just hijacked my my part here. The cake donut now, so. is a good. Uh, it's my favorite of the three. So okay. excuse me, I didn't. Yeah. I realize it's not from the cider mill. <laughs> my underrated is going to tie into what uh, our guest said: Tasty Boy Donuts, Mom and Pop Donut Shops. Um, that's the place to go. There's Dunkin' around us. There's Krispy Kreme. There's Tim Hortons, which probably arrived frozen and they set out. When you have yeah. mom and pop no places. No to Tim Hortons. No, I am offending it. It's not a good donut. You have a mom and pop place, and we have it here in Flat Rock, Tasty Boy, on Telegraph Road. Excellent. Now, they're doing punchkis today and tomorrow. That's where my wife's probably going, which is fine. They can jump in on the holiday. But their straight donut days are delicious. Their apple fritter is outstanding. I know you're the blueberry glaze. The apple fritter, it has this perfect combination of having a crisp outside and then still soft inside. They actually sell like jumbo ones. I've never been one to buy one. I just normally get a dozen for the family, but I throw three regular size apple fritters in and I usually eat all three at some point. But mom and pop donut shops, if you can find them, those are the places to go in a good apple fritter is my definitely underrated donut take. So, All right, that brings us to hot mic time. Dave, do you have something for us this week? Yeah, I kind of have a hot mic topic. If or you hot will. Dave, I guess you know that always sounds like I'm complimenting like our guests how good they are. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I think it, it goes back uh, kind of one of the, the things you said in the first episode. It's, it's going to kind of tie into that a little bit. So, uh, for for me as as a dad, um, especially you know my my sixth grader that I talked about earlier, I have a tenth grader uh, and a sixth grader. But my sixth grader, uh, he's born with uh, a pretty rare genetic disorder, uh, Treacher Conlon syndrome. And there was a book recently, uh, Wonder, uh, that uh, had a boy growing up with uh, with the same syndrome. And in that book, there is a quote um, by Dr. Wayne W. Uh, Dyer uh, that says, "When given the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind." And I just think that quote in general applies to so many things in life. And I see so much of that right now. Um, I see a lot of impatience. Uh, I see a lot of people who are willing to fight every battle and die on every hill. And I just don't think that's a healthy way to be. So for me, it's just telling people to let, let some things go every once in a while. You don't, not everything needs your two cents. You don't need to chime in, and you don't need to care about it. Um, you know, if, if you find yourself hearing something you don't like, it's okay to let it go, to not respond, mm-hmm. and and just be a kind individual. Um, and I, and I think if we can do that, if we can kind of get back to that, I think that's just a, a small thing that can make a, a huge difference. So whether you're sending your uh, steak back at Chili's, you know that you got to go, <laughs> or you know you're you're being a Karen at the uh, local Coles, you know not everything has to be a big deal, um, and and certainly grace should be extended more times than not. So for me. My hot mic topic is just to encourage people to to, to let it go. Just uh, let things go, roll off your back, and, and just choose a kinder way to live. Yeah, that's been a reoccurring theme with a lot of what we've talked about. Yeah. And I, we, yes. we say it over and over, and we get it. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes something may be a punch to the gut, or, you know, and it just depends on the day sometimes. I get it. But just take a deep breath. I, don't, it, it's, I think the percentage of people that are out there that are really trying to 
specifically hurt you with something that happens is so small, but sometimes we take things personally. Uh, you know, them, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings for getting your cheese curds and your carryout is not, they're not sitting there saying, I'm going to get this guy, right. you know, and, yeah. but we sometimes overreact that way. And I'm not, that's not a true story. I mean, I got my cheese curds the other day, but I'm just to that point of, you know, choose kind. And also like, God, we, Mike, and we, we say it all the time. Don't die on that hill. Die on that I hill. mean, take a deep breath, take a look at things. Is it really, is it really worth dying on this hill over these things? So generally not. Yep. What do you got? Mike Gervasi. All right, so I'm going to lighten it up a little bit, lighten the mood. I kind of go back and forth on this. So I, I came across this the other day, and I, it's an uncomfortable moment that I have in my life, and I'm curious from the listeners, generally this would be a, a male listeners, you go get your hair cut, and they always do your neck hair at the end, and then they show you the neck. And I know it's a courtesy, but I feel like it's just so uncomfortable. Like they're Like I'm this... <laughs> <laughs> this all-knowing one. Okay, well, I mean, you're have the you ever said take a little more off or uh, right? Nothing. <laughs> I just I wish this was something I did. This is a moment in my life I don't like having. Like I said, I feel like I, like they're the experts, and I respect them. I think they do great work. I've never told them no. So yes, that's my. I'm curious if anybody else agrees with me on this one. This is a moment in my life that's very uncomfortable for me. I nod my head every time because I believe in choosing kindness, but I want to say you don't have to do that. I trust you. I'm trying to think, like, if the girl that I go to even does that. Maybe I've just built but up But this is trust. somebody you know. It's, it's uh, so she's, I've, she's earned my trust. She's probably, probably – She's familiar with my neckline. I, I, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's one of the few places where I'm still growing a lot of hair, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and I've cut my own hair for – 20 plus years. So, yeah, I haven't, you know, but I do know what you're talking about, you know, when I yeah. used to go to uh, Ed's Barbershop. Yeah, when it was a, bar- a bar- barbershop. Bar- barber shop, bar- that seemed to me like more of a barber thing, I thought. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Because do you go to, I, you I go go to, to stylist, I, right? I generally go to stylist. I mean, I used to go to oh, a barber. Oh, but you go, you don't have a set person. You go. I Not anymore. I did. He passed okay. away. Okay. Paul, I passed out of his chair one time. <laughs> this was, is the, we are the worst on this show. Yeah, yeah, right. But, it, and it wasn't anything wrong. He just I was uncomfortable. He was talking about. Needles and blood draws and stuff like that. Oh, you passed. passed. I yeah, I did. Yes, but and he would do it too, though. And this guy, I was totally comfortable with him. His name was Paul. He's an excellent guy. But uh, you know, bless his soul. Now, now I just go to Great Clips whenever. And it's a random draw. Uh, yeah, and every time, and it was the that same must way be Paul. like policy or something. Yeah. Well, no, you said Paul did it too. Paul Bar- did too. I went, Barbers, uh, I think, did that. I was whenever I went to a barber before. A barber tended to always do that. The girl that I go to now doesn't. But again, I go to the same person every time. So it's, uh, I want to hear what people have to say about this. Hmm. Is this just me? Or are they, are they uncomfortable too? So, right. my hot mic take. So, and no, more some more Catholic Lenten talk here. Yeah. So, I am going to after, and I'm already done because I'm not going to have enjoy any beverages tonight or tomorrow. I'm giving up alcohol for Lent, which I have done the last couple of years. And my sort of hot mic take with this is, I don't know what it is, and this isn't everyone that's in my life, but I notice this, and I've talked to other people when they do this. When people claim they're going to either stop or quit drinking. There seems to be this population, part of the population that reacts shockingly or like, how can you do that? Or why are you doing that? But any other sort of vice, like if someone came and said, I'm going to quit smoking, no one's going to ever say, why are you doing that? Why, you know, yeah. why you, how you, or I'm going to try to lose some weight and eat better. No one says, no, why are you going to do that? You know, you shouldn't. But with alcohol, it seems I, I don't way. understand why there is a blowback, I guess, when people say they're going to do it. And again, I do it just personally to as a way to you know, Lent to, you know, give a sacrifice. But I also do it sort of as a health reason too. Every time I do it, I lose weight because it's just empty calories for the most part. And, but I'm always amazed by this whenever I bring it up. I have an answer. Okay. What's the answer? Okay. So if you give up smoking. Yes. Smoking doesn't bond you and somebody else. 
Okay. I'm going to lose weight. Okay. Again, you don't go to McDonald's generally. I mean, you might go with a friend, but it's not something you have to do. Drinking is something that I think people have fun doing together. I think it bonds people. They I do, but I can go and have a tonic water at Joe's prime yeah, time. That's fair. I think most people view uh, smoking as bad for your health, you know, being too overweight, bad for your health. But drinking, it may be more just a kind of a social yeah, thing, a not social. necessarily bad for your health. And maybe they just don't want you to miss out. Yeah. I, I, it's just to me, it gets a little more of a social pass than some of the other vices that are out there. Oh, you're right. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and I mean, you've got St. Patty's Day coming up, too. And you, you generally use this during Lent, and you're gonna, that so means I'm, you're missing St. Patrick's Day. But it's funny, you know, the Catholic Church, if St. Patrick's Day is falls on a Friday, they allow <laughs> you to eat corned beef. Yes. So many rules, and yeah. I, I can't keep up. Can't keep up. I, it's too many hoops. To, to, yeah. no, no offense, Bishop. But, uh, no. Uh, but, we, we try not to offend on here. Yes. I, I'm confirmed. I'm, you know, the check's in the mail. All right. So um, wrapping up this week, I want to thank our guest, Dave Anderson. You were awesome. Thank you so much. We, Pleasure to be we, here. We loved your input on administration. Um, you know, uh, I guess, you know, just sort of as a last final wrap up, you're currently the assistant principal of the middle school. Do you have like aspirations beyond that? I mean, I you don't have to like give away a secret. I mean, would you like one day to be at a different level, a different, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think it kind of goes back to why I became the shoemate assistant principal. I was a principal at Weiss elementary school already. Um, and then when Tracy Richardson, uh, retired, um, uh, that, that became a conversation, uh, all my experience in education had only been elementary at that level, mm-hmm. and this was a great opportunity for me to get some secondary experience and not necessarily have to be the lead principal. You know, okay. Of course, Eric Cassie, the lead principal over at Shoemate. Um, and I did that. Uh, number one, I've always been interested in working at that level, but it also does kind of round out my experiences so that if I ever did want to go further, um, I have experiences at multiple levels. All right. So. Excellent. And you're still a young guy, relatively young guy, so there's a... Lots to go there. Younger than both of us. Yes, exactly. Um, again, you are a great guest. We love the input. Um, well spoken on the, um, the the work of middle school. It's a, I, I, like I said, it's fun. I always right. I mean, like yeah. coaching the kids. It's a really a fun a level. A lot more coachable than high school kids. A lot, uh, the, the excitement the kids have. Yeah. Yes, you have to. I always used to say, yeah, when I coached varsity cross country, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a little less babysitting. But it's a little less fun, I think, and the fun we had with these kids and doing yeah. stuff and that sort of thing. And that's not to knock what I do with varsity. It's just it's a different group of kids, and I'm looking forward to uh, track season uh, coming up here with uh, Amy Holderman and Sam D'Angelo, my longtime co-coaches there, uh, that do a great job. Uh, let's see. What can we wrap up with this weekend? Uh, well, again, we gotta, we're, uh, next week we'll, we're going to announce the big mug winners. Yeah. Um, um, what do we have? What's going on? We got I mean, Michigan, Michigan State tomorrow. Who you got? Oh, Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, man. It's such a hard call, you know, because I was ready to bury Michigan State. Yeah. Um, and then they come out this big last win. weekend and they had a big win at home. Um, and I watched, I actually watched, that's probably the most of a game I watched because I really didn't have anything going on. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings and it was on. And, um, and I didn't watch any of Michigan, Illinois yesterday. Um, Michigan's not given up. That's obvious. No, they're uh, they're they're still fighting for now, their lives. I believe that I, from what I'm reading on Twitter, Michigan is on spring break right now, and I hear a lot of these state fans have bought tickets Ooh, for this game. The, so this uh, may Chrysler. be. Oh, man, I I think in the I think in the long run that because of that, that may be the impact that I think state probably wins a close game. What about you? I, I, I'm a pessimist. Uh, this, the sports teams around here have done this to me, so I'm going to go Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, both teams have been really inconsistent this year. Um, that being said, home game, 
I'm kind of a homer when it comes to U of M sports. I'll go Michigan. Right. I hope you're right. They have to win that game. I mean, you know what? I, I should, I, I'm sticking with that. that but I mean, Kelly Olenek won at the buzzer yesterday for the Pistons. Maybe that gives me good mojo <laughs> as a fan. It's a great win, man. Um, and other big news, too. I just noticed the Green Bay Packers GM let it sort of slip out a little bit that along with Green Bay and one other city, Detroit's a finalist for the next NFL draft that's going to be announced. I don't know about next year or whatever the, the next one to be announced. So, Keep your fingers crossed for that. Imagine that in uh, April downtown. Yeah, after the uh, Lions win the Super Bowl, we'll be picking 32 that year. <laughs> well, don't uh, well, When's that parade down Ford Street with Matt Stafford? When are we, yeah, when right. are we going to that? Right. Um, again, another great week. We love uh, listener feedback. We love the comments. We, um, um, we have, like we said, coming up here in March, um, we're going to try to get a student guest in here for the first time, and i got to start working on this international show that we, uh, oh, yeah. we are going to do from – whether it be Spain or France, France. Spain. well, we're still debating where we can get our work visas. Yeah, <laughs> do we need right. a work? Do we need a work visa <laughs> to yeah. record past the mic? So we won't go through official channels. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks again, Dave, for joining us. You're thanks, a great Dave. guest. Um, everybody, have a great week, and we'll see you in a week. Yeah.